Welcome to the 73rd episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're talking about a creature feature, and that is the Lake Placid franchise. There are six movies total in the series. The first film was released theatrically, and then the rest were made-for-TV movies by the Sci-Fi Channel. So the first movie, Lake Placid from 1999, has some big names attached to it. It was written and produced by David E. Kelly. He's done tons of shows, Ally McBeal, The Practice, Big Little Lies. He is married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, The show is directed by Steve Miner. We've talked about him previously when we talked about Friday the 13th. He did Parts 2 and 3. He also did Halloween H2O, Day of the Dead, House, and Warlock, to name a few. Starring Betty White, and she is a national treasure in my book. Excuse me. I love her. Um, Also starring Bill Pullman. He's been in tons of stuff. You'll definitely recognize him. He's been in Spaceball, Sleepless in Seattle, Mr. Wrong, etc. Most recently, he was on... The Center, that I think is on the USA Network, um, and that's definitely a great role. Uh, Bridget Fonda also appears. She's the daughter of Peter Fonda, niece of Jane Fonda. She did a lot of stuff, mainly in the 90s, including Single White Female and Jackie Brown, etc. Oliver Platt, um, also very recognizable. has done The West Wing, Nip Tuck Huff, Brendan Gleeson, has done Harry Potter, 28 Days Later, Mr. Mercedes, uh, Mellard, Meredith Salinger. I didn't really recognize her from anything, but I know that she is currently married to Patton Oswalt. And also, there's a brief appearance by Mariska Hargitay, best known for Law & Order SVU. Of course, she is the daughter of Jane Mansfield. And Stan Winston did the design for The Crocodile, More on him later, uh, and music by John Ottman. So the second movie was Lake Placid 2, from 2007, so eight years later, directed by David Flores, written by Todd Hurwitz, starring John Schneider, uh, who is Bo Duke from Dukes of Hazzard, Sarah LaFleur, Sam McMurray, and Chad Michael Collins. Lake Placid 3 came out in 2010, so three years later, directed by Griff First, who went on to do Ghost Shark, Swamp Shark, and Alligator Alley. I think I'm noticing a theme. Written by David Reed, starring Colin Ferguson. Yes, he is the Maytag man on those commercials, and he was also the sheriff in Eureka. Yancey Butler also did a ton of stuff in the 90s, including Witchblade. Uh, and Kirsty Mitchell as um, Colin Ferguson's wife. Number four is Lake Placid, the final chapter from 2012. So two years later, directed by Don Michael Paul, written by David Reed. Yancey Butler returns as Reba. Robert England makes an appearance as Jim Bickerman, also starring Elizabeth Ron, who you will also remember from Law & Order SVU. She plays Sheriff Teresa Glover. And obviously, even though this movie is named the final chapter, like uh, Friday the 13th, it is not the final chapter. 
The fifth movie is a crossover. It's Lake Placid versus Anaconda, so 2015. Um, this is the fifth movie in each of those franchises. Screenplay by Berkeley Anderson, directed by A.B. Stone. Yancey Butler returns as Reba for the third time. Uh, this time she's the sheriff. In the first, her first appearance, she was a hunter, and then she became an EPA agent after that, and now she's the sheriff. Robert England also returns as Jim Booker, Bickerman, and this is his second appearance in the franchise. And lastly is Lake Placid Legacy from 2018, so three years later. None of the previous characters return. Uh, this movie takes a completely different approach than the other movies, which we'll talk about more later. Directed by Darren Root. Screenplay by Jonathan Lloyd Walker, starring Catherine Barrell and Tom Rosen, who both currently star on Winona Earp, another show on the Sci-Fi Channel, which I really like. Also starring Saeed Bennett and Luke Newton. Where to watch these movies? Amazon has a first movie for free on Prime. The rest are $4 each, except two is not available on Amazon for some reason. Crackle has two and three for free. Voodoo, YouTube, and Google Play have most for 3 to $4 each. And none of these movies are on Netflix, Hulu, Shudder, or Tubi. Rotten Tomatoes scores. First Lake Placid, critics gave 46%. Audiences... 37%. Sorry, I keep yawning for some reason. Uh, this is the highest ranked of all the movies. Next up, Lake Placid 2. Critics 13%. Audiences 13%, so very low. Lake Placid 3. Not rated by critics. Audiences 15%. Lake Placid, the final chapter. Not rated by critics. Audiences 24%. Lake Placid Anaconda versus Anaconda. Not rated by critics. Audiences 16%. And lastly, Lake Placid Legacy, not rated by critics, audiences 17%. So you can see that many, many of these are low. So the plot. First, I'll read the IMDb uh, brief synopsis and then just go over a few details of the movies. So the first Lake Placid IMDb says, Three people attempt to stop a gigantic crocodile who is terrorizing residents in Black Lake, Maine. Note, all of these movies are intended to be horror comedies except for the last one. So, once you know that, it makes a lot more sense. Interesting, the name of the lake here is not Lake Placid as in the title, probably because there's already a Lake Placid, New York. Uh, these events actually occur on Black Lake, Maine. So, anyway, the plot of all these movies is basically the same. A big crocodile is living in the lake. It eats some people. Experts are called in as well as the police. It eats some more people. In the end, the croc is usually killed. In this case, a female croc is killed, but the I guess the male um, is in the final scene. You see him strapped to the back of a flatbed truck and shipped to some aquarium. So that's pretty funny. I enjoyed that scene. That was actually probably them taking the croc back to Stan Winston Studios or taking him to storage someplace. So uh, that was fun. But uh, have no fear. The crocs will be back in all of the rest of these movies. 
And then in the final scene, the next to last scene, Betty White is feeding a bunch of little crocodiles bread. So there will definitely be some more crocs. And um, I enjoy this movie, if you take it for what it's worth. The uh, creature effects are uh, mainly practical. As I said, Stan Winston did the crocodile, and it looks really, really good. I think he spent somewhere close to a million dollars on it. Um, I also enjoyed Betty White in this movie. Uh, she's great, as I said. And the, some of the scenes, especially the scene with the poor cow in the harness that's being um, dunked into the water by a helicopter to attract the crocodile is pretty funny. And at one point they say that he looks a, like a giant tea bag. And, yep, he definitely does. Um, I enjoyed the bonus um, bonus points I give to the movie for the crocodile attacking the helicopter and the crocodile getting stuck in the helicopter. Um, what doesn't work for me in this movie is the dialogue. Much of the dialogue is really, really bad, and it's only going to get worse from here. So that's really in terms of the franchise besides the later Really bad CGI, um, the other real negative in my book is the dialogue. I mean, I don't even think they spent, they must have spent no time writing it or people are just ad-libbing. So that's the first movie. Uh, before we do the second movie, I wanted to do uh, play the Lake Placid theme by John Ottoman from the first movie. So here it is.
So that was the Lake Placid theme by John Ottoman. Now up for the second movie, Lake Placid 2. IMDb says, Man-eating crocodiles return to the lake as two males and one aggressive female croc protecting their nest wreak havoc on the locals. Same basic stories last time around, but now the four baby crocs have grown up. At least one, as we said, is a female protecting her nest, which we get to see. And we have a sheriff and his son, some locals, um, a uh, hunter guide, and his assistant. And this time around, instead of Dolores Bickerman, it is mentioned that she is missing, which we assume she was eaten by the crocodiles. But this time around, her sister, who is played by Cloris Leachman, is named Sadie Bickerman, and she is uh, just as cranky, if not more so, than Betty White in the first movie. In the end, Sadie gets eaten by the crocs as well. The sheriff and his girlfriend, Emily, take the eggs to a lab to be studied. Bad idea. And I said, as I said... Um, Previously, the CGI in the rest of these movies is really, really bad. And, unfortunately, all of the people here are unlikable. So, I really had to force myself to watch this movie. Next up, Lake Placid 3. IMDb says, Killer crocodiles and their offspring terrorize residents of a small community. So, this time, members of the Bickerman family, uh, more members of the Bickerman family have arrived. It's the nephew... I think his name is Nathan. He works for the EPA and his wife Susan and their son Connor. So they are talking about whether they want to stay in the cabin by the lake that was originally owned by the other two Bickerman, uh, his aunts, um, his mother and his aunt, I guess, um, or if they're going to sell the place. So the son um, ends up feeding the four crocs who are now grown. And there, of course, is the usual sheriff who doesn't believe that anything is growing on, going on and there aren't really crocodiles. There are some expendable nature-loving backpackers. There's a hunting guide named Reba, um, who, as I said, played by Yancey Butler, and some other loser hunters, and she is taking them um, leading them on a hunt in the swamp. In the end, the Bickermans and Reba survive to fight Crocs another day. So that's three. Then four, IMDb says, Black Lake is now a crocodile sanctuary surrounded by an electric fence. When the fence is left open, a high school bus unknowingly enters the park, it's up to Reba and the sheriff to save the kids from becoming croc food. So here they've gotten a little bit smarter at least, and they put a big electrified fence around the lake. Of course, it doesn't help if you uh, leave the gate open. And Reba, as I said, is now an EPA agent instead of a hunter from the last movie. I'm not sure how that works because it seems kind of the opposite of each other. Um... It's kind of fun to see all of the uh, teenagers being picked off in the compound. Lots and lots of people die. Another Bickerman shows up. This time it's Jim Bickerman, played by 
Robert England, who, of course, is Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. And his bright idea is to take the crock eggs and sell them because he wants to make some money. Um, you think he's made, met a nasty end at the end, but he hasn't. He'll be back because it's Robert England. Um, the main characters all survive. And, of course, there's a cliffhanger for next time even though the movie is called The Last Chapter. Number six, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. IMDb says a giant croc goes head-to-head with a giant anaconda. The town sheriff must find a way to destroy the two monsters before they kill the whole town. And Jim Bickerman is back. He somehow survived the croc attack on the beach. This time he's missing an eye, has a hook for a hand, and has a wooden leg. So that's pretty funny. Uh, he works out a deal with the Wexler Pharmaceutical Corporation to capture a croc and inject its blood into an anaconda to create something called the blood orchid serum, which causes cell regeneration um, and immortality. I think this was referenced in the anaconda movie. Uh, more on that in a second. Um, Sarah Murdoch is the head of the Pharmaceutical Corporation, and she doesn't want her investment to get away. Her father was apparently in Anaconda 3 and 4. I only saw Anaconda 1 so far, so I can't say. But I know one of them is called, is named Blood Orchid, I think. so. Um, and something about the regenerative properties of the Anaconda. If you inject those directly to a human, they cause the person to die. But if you instead inject them into a giant prehistoric crocodile for some reason uh that works i don't know anyway it's not really that important to the movie um so sheriff reba and this time she's a sheriff last time she's an epa agent before that she was a hunter guide she calls tully who is playing her role pretty much from fish and game wildlife service to help retrieve the creatures who, of course, have escaped the electric um, fence-enclosed area and moved, for some reason, to nearby Clear Lake. So, no longer are they in Black Lake, but they everybody has moved over to Clear Lake. Um, there is a group of sorority sisters who's doing initiation there, and, of course, you know what's going to happen. There is also someone named Mr. Beach who works for the company and um, Sarah sends him to look for hatched babies. There are some fun kills in this movie. Um, there's a couple who's having a sex in a hotel room and then the camera pans down and the crocodile is actually under the bed and when the bed bounces up and down hits the crocodile on the head, that's fun. Um, there is a hunter that gets killed by a whole bunch of little hatched baby crocodiles. Uh, Mr. Beach suffers a nasty end in that he gets swallowed whole by, um, the anaconda. And then you see <coughs> a shot of him inside the anaconda where he lights, he, um, pulls the pin out of a hand grenade and blows himself and the hand gr- and the uh, anaconda up. 
Um, there's also some fun scenes where the anaconda squeezes a car to death. That's fun. Um, so I think there were f- some fun scenes in this. Uh, was the CGI great? No, but it was still fun. Um, in the very end, we see some other eggs hatch, and these are what they had referred to previously, which are called crococondas, and they are anacondas with the heads of crocodiles. So we are on to Lake Placid Legacy. IMDb says a group of urban explorers venture to a quiet lake in upstate Maine that is home to a deadly and forgotten secret. Unfortunately for them, they quickly discover they are not alone and encounter a deadly threat that will kill them all. Here they completely switch the franchise up from a horror comedy to straight-up horror for some reason. Um, It's supposed to be a sequel to the first movie and ignores the rest of the franchise. Um, In this, a secret lab was created in the middle of Black Lake where they created giant crocs by mixing uh, modern-day crocodile DNA with prehistoric dinosaur crocodile DNA. And I think that they wanted to also cure, I mean, I think uh, doing the same thing that they were trying to do previously, which is, um, I think, stop aging, regenerate cells, etc. And here I think that Betty White's husband is mentioned as a scientist who worked on the project. Anyway, a group of activists or urban explorers go on the island and get a chance to win $100,000. And there they meet a scientist in the research facility who tries to fill them in on what they were trying to do and that the facility was abandoned and that they did have good intentions and that they were trying to cure diseases. Everyone, of course, starts to die. And then there's the typical open ending, which leaves room for yet another movie if they should decide to make one. Uh, This this movie wasn't bad. Uh, it was just, you know, a very strange change in uh, genre. Um, it wasn't horrible. The CGI wasn't horrible. Um, I'm just not sure it needed to be called Blake Placid. It could have been a standalone, just a creature feature movie. Anyway, on to trivia. General trivia. All of the movies are pretty short, so you're looking at a time investment of usually 1.5 hours thereabouts per movie. Uh, what kind of crocs are these? These are apparently Asian saltwater crocs who settled in the lake many years ago, who traveled from the Pacific Ocean. I don't know how that worked, since Maine is on the Atlantic Ocean, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, continuity of the series, as we discussed, the Bickermans. There was, in the first movie, Dolores Bickerman, Betty White, who went missing. Her husband, Bernie, who was also previously eaten by the Crocs before the first movie. Dolores' sister, Sadie, played by Cloris Leachman, eaten by the Crocs. Nephew, Nathan, and wife, Susan, and son, Connor. And, of course, Connor fed the Crocs, but none of them got eaten. In the final chapter, Jim Bickerman, played by Robert England, shows up. That's Nathan's cousin, uh, here he's the supposed, supposed son of Dolores, Betty White's character, but I don't think that 
they, I think they mentioned they didn't have any children in the first movie, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, he survives the movie and shows up in the crossover. Trivia for the first Lake Placid movie, it should come as no shock that most of the trivia is from that one since that was the only one released theatrically. Uh, total screen time of the croc in Lake Placid is 3 minutes 43 seconds. And as I said before, Stan Winston created the croc. He's also famous for many other movies including uh, creating the creatures from Aliens, uh, Jurassic Park, etc. Um... Betty, Betty White's character is told that P PETA, which is People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, would be interested in her mistreatment of cows and her feeding them to crocs. In reality, Betty was the spokeswoman for PETA. The largest croc in captivity is named, was named Lolong. He died in 2013 in the Philippines. He was 20 feet 3 inches the croc in this movie is nearly twice that big. In the scene where it looks like the helicopter is dangling a cow over the lake, that's a real cow suspended in the air by a crane. Stan Winston Studios uh, created a croc that could even float and even swim in the water. When you saw it chasing someone, though, it was usually pulled by a wire attached to a boat. The Real Lake Placid, New York, and not Black Lake, Maine, hosted the 1980 Olympics. The budget here was between $27 and $35 million. Box office was $56.9 million, so they did pretty well on that. And interestingly, the kill count here is only two people and also a bear and a cow. Lake Placid 2, don't really have any trivia. I think the kill count is 13 people. Lake Placid 3, uh, the movie debut of English actress Roxanne um, Carrion, who is known for her role in the British soap opera Emmerdale. Um, I think that's her in the beginning of the movie where she has a nude scene. Uh, the kill count here is, I think, 14, with also including an elk and a dog. I might be off by a couple on these kill counts, because sometimes they count the animals, which I counted separately. Lake Placid, the final chapter, kill count 16. Lake Placid versus Anaconda. The kill count is 23, so they really beefed it up there. And lastly, Lake Placid Legacy is only the second film in the series to not show any naked female breasts. For some reason, they like to show boobs in these movies. I guess it's to get the boys in to the theater or to watch them. Um, and I already said that Catherine Barrell, who plays Jade, and Tim Rosen, who plays Sam, also currently star in Sci-Fi's Winona Earp. They play... Nicole Hot and Doc Holliday. And the kill count in the last movie is eight. Okay, why should you watch these movies? I don't think you should watch all of them. It, like I said, it was a bit of a chore on some of them to get through it. Uh, I do 
suggest the first movie because I think it's, you know, it's pretty campy. It's fun if you take it for what it's worth. And I also enjoyed the crossover. So you might want to check that out. Uh, the first movie, I think, is worth it just to see what the crocodile looks like, which um, is really good. And also uh, enjoyed Betty White's role. And in the crossover, the croc and anaconda attacking each other is a lot of fun. But as I said before, the dialogue in almost all of these movies is atrocious. So let's see here. Recipe. I have um, a few recipes from, let's see, this is called NewEngland.com. And we've already covered some of the recipes from New England uh, back when we did some other movies. Um, but I'll just hit a few here that they haven't done. So let's see what we got. We have baked beans, which you, you know traditionally think of more in Boston. We have Boston cream pie, obviously Boston, uh, clam chowder, and garbage can chowder, which is just uh, you take uh, a new clean garbage can and put all the clam baked stuff in there. Uh, Granny's homemade brown bed, bread, Jasper White's homestyle lobster stew, Johnny Cakes again, uh, probably more of a Rhode Island thing, um, but just throwing them in here. Uh, there are cornmeal pancakes known as Johnny Cakes, served thick or thin depending on what part of the ocean state you're in. Lobster pie, uh, Maine wild blueberry pie, because of all the blueberries grown in Maine, New England boiled dinner, steamed clams, and that's about it for that. Um, I also had some recipes from Rachel Ray. Uh, Rachel Ray did an episode. She's actually from Lake Placid, New York. Uh, obviously not. Lake Placid, Maine, because there isn't one. But I uh, include. I will include a link to that as well. And she went around a couple of places. And uh, let me see. There was one of these that was really interesting. She ended up um, going to one place that served wild boar sausage with onions, mushrooms, and homemade chutney. And let me see if there's anything else on her site. I'm not sure I've ever had wild boar. I don't remember if I have. Um, let's see. She also had lobster and shrimp over pasta, pan-seared French pork rib chop with five spice, caramelized onion, chutney, and orange-dusted Merlot demi. Um, and a few other things. So, like I said, I'll include this link in the show notes. Lastly, where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. 
Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check us out on our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. So until next week, stay out of the lake. If you're not near the body of water, the crocodiles probably won't get you. So until then, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.